Fashion emergency hotline. Help! My mom doesn't think I need to go back to school You shop- have to go to school. It's the law. You didn't let me finish. She doesn't think I need to go back to school shopping. That should be a law. Go to Old Navy. You'll be voted best dress before school even starts. Old Navy? Yes. Right now, kids' clothes are up to 60% off. 60% off? Yeah. The hallway will be your runway. They have awesome graphic tees, colorful active gear, and jeans start at just $10. Now you're talking. Thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Balance 728 to 92. Select styles only. SRN Survival Radio Network. Good evening, this is Mark Parham, and welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. You are listening to Cat Builder Talk on the Survival Radio Network with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business today. Every Monday evening from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Mark Fireham once again. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today, helping you build the capacity to change your life. As I say every week, I want you to walk in your purpose. Now, I hope some of you are working on your plan for the future, and tonight, once again, we're going to help you. You got to take that first step. You got to take massive action. But you have to be ready to get in this business game and to find out from professionals, you got to find out what this means. But from now, you can make a decision with more information, and information is key. So tonight we're going to talk about the first topic is going to be the business of giving back to the community. And during the Cap Builder Minute, I'm going to talk about mobile marketing tips and small business. And another great surprise this evening will be the host from the New Direction Radio Show, Dana and Janine, are going to stop by for a minute and give us a little something to think about. But tonight... It is truly a family affair. You know, first up, we're going to be talking about the business of giving back to the community. And I have Allison Parham Small, the founder of Sustainable Connections International. She's going to come by. She's going to talk about her story, how she got started as an entrepreneur. We're then going to move the discussion to giving back to the community. What do we need to do to help our communities? And then we're going to talk about Sustainable Connections International, Inc., the nonprofit that we formed to help change the world. And then later on in the show, or earlier in the show, Dana, Pyam, Janine Seals are going to stop by. They're the hosts of the new radio show, New Directions. They're going to be stopping by to give us, as I said, a little something to think about. Just a few minutes. Now, last week's show, very, very great show. I had a special guest with Annie Davis, the president of the Gwinnett County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. We talked about her story. We talked about the Delta Sigma Theta sorority and what they're doing to change the world. And what we really had a discussion about was this event they have coming up on May 14th, this Saturday, Creating Wealth and Economic Success. We had Dr. Hope King, Aquanette Chapman, Jeanette Brown, and myself are going to be speaking at this great event coming up. But if you haven't heard this show, go back to capbuildertalk.com and play this show. There's going to be a lot that you can learn. And the cat builder marketing, as I said, I've been getting a lot of questions about branding. So I put together a package so you can get your media kit, headshots, whatever you need to brand yourself professionally on the Internet, we can help you with it. I want you to go to catbuilderproductions.com and check out what we can do for you. Also, while you're there, I want you to think about some of the other things that we're offering. You, you may want us to come out and cover your event, take pictures, Post immediately to Facebook. We provide PA equipment. We provide everything. All right. Also, I want you to realize that we're here to help you get the word out. It's only like $2 for a 15-second spot on this show. So I want you to talk to me about getting your message out a little bit better, all at a very reasonable price. Now, upcoming events. Tomorrow night, May 10th, I'll be teaching a digital branding and strategy session at the Urban League. This thing is just about filled up, so if you're thinking about coming, I want you to go to the www.ulgatl.org website, go to the left, and register for this workshop. And then, as I said, Saturday, May 14th, 
that the creating wealth and economic success of the 21st century with the sorority Delta Sigma Theta. So this is going to be a great show tonight. I just can't wait to get started with it. we got some great things coming up. But as usual, I'm going to be starting with my Cat Builder Minute. So I'm going to go to break. And when I come back, Cat Builder Minute, mobile marketing tips. If you're listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues. Take small business today. I'll be back in a moment. Mayor Kasim Reed invites you to the 39th Annual Atlanta Jazz Festival. This year's lineup is spectacular. Gregory Porter, Etienne Charles, Joy, Jameson Ross, Benny Golson, Eliane Alias, Theo Croker, Hypnotic Brass Ensemble, and many more. Relax and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend in beautiful Piedmont Park. Admission is free. For more information, visit AtlantaFestivals.com. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. It's the book everybody's talking about. This has been a public service announcement by acclaimed author Gay Polk Payton based on the Latin term res ipsa loquitur, which means the theme speaks for itself, or more commonly known, it is what it is. This book speaks to relationships, fitness, parenting, religion, and more. Get your copy today by going to www.gaypulppayton.com. This has been a public service announcement. Survival Radio Network. Hey, this is Mark Fire. I'm coming back with James John Mind Power Work, and that's what I'm talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about six mobile marketing tips for small business. I found a great article today. You know, a lot of people right now are marketing to people on their mobile phones, and a lot of people are using mobile phones to purchase things. But you have to make sure that you're marketing correctly because you don't want to bombard people with texts and different messages. So I'm going to give you just a couple of tips on how to focus on getting the information to your consumer. First thing I want you to think about is focusing on the customer. You know, I want you to think about how customers already interact with their mobile devices and take advantage of what they're already doing. Try to eliminate anything that makes buying difficult. You know, if you have a website that doesn't load correctly on a mobile device, we call that being mobile responsive. You know, that's hard because they go to your site and it's not looking good, they go away, okay? Optimize your experience by a click-to-call or click-to-directions. Just find, make it easy for them to find you or to call you. Don't, if they want to call you, don't make it so that they have to go to their phone, put your number in, put a click-to-call button. If they want to come to you, put a click-to-directions. Make it easy. 30% of mobile shoppers abandon transactions that aren't easy for them to do on their phone. The next thing I want you to think about is don't get too pushy. You know, we push a lot of stuff out to our our potential customers, but you got to do something that's engaging, okay, because you want them to also spread your offers. So offering something, you know, coupons and things like that, make it so that they want to spread your story. The next thing I want you to think about is respect your privacy, okay? There's a lot of things now where, you know, you can track information and track things, but make sure that you, your clients know and your potential customers know you're not going to use their information. You are concerned with their privacy. So make sure on your website, 
somewhere on there. You have a privacy message that says if they give their information to you, how you're going to use it. And something else that really works is giving something away, okay? You know, a coupon, a purchase, a free ebook, something that they feel that their time is worth coming to you for. I want you to integrate your mobile marketing along with everything. This is, marketing is not just one thing. I want you to integrate it with email, other advertising, your website. Mobile marketing is just one aspect of marketing. Don't make that your whole business. And the last thing I really want to say is be concise. Unlike email, text messages have a high open rate. So if you want to get your point across, get it across in as few words as possible because you know as well as I do, you don't want to read a long text message. You don't even want to read a long email. Matter of fact, really what you want to do is look at a picture. If you like it, you're willing to click and go further. So that's my Cat Builder Minute for tonight. I'm going to go to break. When I come back, I got some special young ladies stopping by just for a few minutes just to talk about a few things they think important. You know, bringing you something inspirational and uplifting commentary on taking your life into a new direction. Once again, you're listening to Mark Farham, Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues. Talking about my power. Cat Builder Talk, I'll be back in a moment. Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. The traditional light bulb. A groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You feel... This is Mark Fire coming back. I'm going to welcome you to a new directions moment with Dana and Janine, bringing you information and commentary that's going to be inspirational and uplifting, helping you take your life into a new direction. So, Dana and Janine, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having us on again. Yeah, well, let me give you a little applause here. Hold on, hold on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you wanted to come on and spread some commentary, so I'm going to give you guys a mic, and you can let me know when I come back in, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, this is Dana Parham, and I am half of the New Direction Duo, I guess that's what we could kind of call ourselves. Um, kind of, we are, we are, Janine and I are really good friends, and we just want to give people some insight this evening on ways that you can love yourself. Right. And um, I think it's kind of ironic that you would put, you know, that the intro is bag lady, because I think we carry around so much baggage. And part of the baggage comes from, are we really loving ourselves? And so what we want to kind of talk about tonight is ways in which you can love yourself. So I have a question for you, Dana. The first yes. nugget, this comes from the Huffington Post, by the way, and it's called, you know, True Ways That You Can Truly Love Yourself by Christina Zipperlin, something like that. And the first nugget is serve the world by living your purpose. And Dana and I talk a lot about, you know, what is our purpose in life. And we've gone through so many things recently that have directed us, placed us in different positions and pointed us in a new direction. So 
we are seeking and searching to find out what our purpose is. And so my question, Dana, is, you know, what do you do? What are you doing to try to figure out what your purpose is and how to serve the world with that purpose? Well, what I have done is I really kind of sit back and I think, I look over my life and I think about what is my biggest dream? What really makes me happy? What gives me passion? And that is what I'm doing right now, you know, and I am really excited about what I see going forward in my life. I have had things that I've had to overcome, different um just different things that I'm trying to overcome and work through right now, but I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I have finally decided that it's really not a train that I am, you know, that I am able to, <laughs> that I know that everything is going to work out. So I just, I, I take time, I read, I read a lot of articles, I read a lot of books. I recently um, read Life Visions by Michael Bernard Beckwith that gave me a lot of insight and in finding my purpose. And so that's basically what I've been really doing, is just really taking time, kind of being selfish and thinking about me instead of, you know, trying to think about what everybody else is going on. Think about me and what I want out of life. Because you only have one life. To live. Trust and believe. We know that. And for me, I think trying to figure out what my purpose is about a year and a half ago, I lost my job. A good job, too. Fortune 500 company, you know, credit card, company this, company that. And the rug was snatched out from underneath me. And what it did is forced me to look at what my purpose in life is and am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing and for the greater good of the community. And so, you know, as you said, just spending that quiet time and being selfish, and I don't do enough of it. So my my goal is to try to do more of that, you know, spending time and that quiet time in prayer. I think, Mark, you call it going dark, I believe, and it's just cutting out the world, cutting off all electronics, light, Phones, cameras, action—nothing. So I'm my—that's what I'm going to do. More of that, so that I can make sure I'm living my purpose. So another one was empowering people by being confident, and this is another thing that um, Dane and I talk about because we both have daughters, and so we want our daughters to really be confident women, young women, so that when they go out in the world, they won't be taken advantage of. Um, and it, I think that if you radiate negativity, then you receive negativity. If you radiate confidence, then you receive confidence. Um, what, what do you think, Dana? Oh, most definitely. You know, there you have to speak positive things in your life because though you never know who's looking at you. And if you walk mm, around, you know, with your head down and, oh, woe is me, what is life doing to me? You, you kind of want, you know, especially like you said, I have a daughter, you have a daughter, and I want her to see me being a strong individual, but that doesn't mean that I'm strong and I don't hurt and, I, you know, I don't feel pain, but that I'm able to work through that and still be on top. Mm, that's good. That's a good point. I like that. Um, I think every morning during my prayer time I ask, you know, God, to let me be a light in a dark place. And so I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, does it, does, I think I'm doing that right. It's, you know, radiating a light that comes from, you know, the spirit. So hopefully that, you know, I, I'm thinking that radiates enough that's going to draw the right people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, you encounter people throughout the day. Am I going to be empowering people or am I going to be inflicting negativity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so another one is stop gossiping, stop complaints. So, um, <laughs> I know I wobble in my own <laughs> some days as you chuckle. Yeah. Um, how do I, man? How do you stop complaining? I mean, yeah, life kind of thinks sometimes, and we have to really be positive. But shoot, when everything's coming at you negative, what do you do? That is a good question, right? You know, um, and I guess, it, and you know what? It kind of really depends on the situation. Um, sometimes I have a pity party. I just don't stay at the party. I show up. I might sit down, have a conversation, you know, um, but eventually I know it's time to go home. And and as fast as I get there, I leave. 
you know, and sometimes it could be, you know, simple things. Like I, I told my brother the other day, every time I turn on Pandora and I go to Marvin Sapp Radio, uh-huh. the song that comes on is Never Would Have Made. <laughs> I'm like, I you not. Every time I turn it on. And so I'm like, uh-huh. okay. You know, that, that I know who that is talking to me. And it's like, it's going to be okay. You know, so don't worry about it. You know, stop complaining because what can you do about it? You complain. Unless somebody, if I'm complaining about money and there's less somebody that like $5 million in their back pocket, they just want to get away from it. I don't know anybody like that. But nonetheless, if I complain about it, it's not going to change anything. You know, and I guess like with situations like sometimes people look at me and they be like, wow, you're so strong, you're so this. And I'm like, who are they looking at? You know, I don't see that when I'm in here sometimes. But obviously something that I'm doing, they see it. And... I got to keep going because I, you know, I, I don't like to complain. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I wallow in my set, I wallow in pity party. And I think the other day we were talking on the telephone because I was having a minor meltdown. Yeah, it wasn't really minor. But what you did was kind of tell me, okay, is, is this going to last forever? You know, what's on the other side of this this challenge that you're facing? There's something on the other side of it that we, we're going to learn from. And then this kind of falls into what the next one is, balance of greatness and firmness, gentleness and firmness, excuse me. And I think during that conversation, you know, and I'm wallowing, you were like, you know what, put on your big girl socks, wipe your nose, you know, you can wallow in it for another three minutes, but you need to be done with it. Leave it there and keep moving. So you were firm, and, you know, you always call me mean, but (laughs) you were firm, but there was, there was a balance there. And so how do you find that balance every day when life is just throwing you all kind of garbage? You know, do you meditate? Do you pray? I mean, could you really, you know, put some life into me when I was sniveling and flipping puffs everywhere, you know? Um, I think my thing is, you know, they always have that saying, when life gives you lemons, uh, make lemonade. I'm like, I'm throwing them lemons right back at life. How about that? <laughs> um, and you have to because, you do. You, I guess when you look at everybody that you have in your life, so many people are depending on you. You don't have time to, you know, to sit and, you know, wallow. And so that balance is I have to just sit, stop, and like I say, I'll do whatever I got to do. If I got to say a quick prayer, like, Lord, give me the strength, because I have to do that all the time with my children. Um, give me the strength. Um, <laughs> so I don't, So I don't, you know, say the wrong thing, you know, or do something you know, that will be detrimental to them and their spirit, to breaking their spirit. So I do, I just have to get that, that balance. Um, sometimes I may go and I might say something to my mother who is really good with telling me something in the Bible, which she's always said to me, you know, somebody gives you a scripture, ask them what it is. Because people will say uh-huh. what something from the Bible, but, you know, but she'll tell me and she'll tell me where to go find it. And if that's what I need to do, you know, so I do, I have, you know, a great, you know, my parents are very helpful with, you know, that helping me with that balance. Right. And I think you're able to reach, you know, when to go get it, you know, yes. you know, not to continue to kick yourself and, you know, beat yourself up when you're faced with different adversities, you know, whereas, you know, me, I'm going to go sink into the bubble bath and, you know, hope the water doesn't get cold because, <laughs> I mean, that's just my selfish moment, you know, that that we have to have those selfish moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another one was keep promises you made to yourself. Um, When you make a promise to yourself, keep it. Honor your word to yourself, whether it's to take a break, go on vacation, um, anything that can make your life easier. And then to have an accountability part. And, you know, what this partner is, is, you know, this individual, it can be anybody. You know, you tell this person, hey, you know, in six months, I want to do blah. And then mm-hmm. you are very good at reminding me. You're very good at reminding me. You know, did you do this and did you do that? I'm like, no. Did you? No. And what you're really telling me is to take time for me because mm-hmm. I'm constantly taking care of my mother. I'm constantly running behind mm-hmm. my children who are grown. I'm constantly taking care of rental properties. You know, I can't be a good entrepreneur if I'm not a good Janine. And a good Janine right. is a great Janine. So, right. you, know, you know, for that, I think you are my accountability partner without really knowing it. Mm-hmm. But, and I think 
I'm going to speak a little bit in advance. I think Mark is yours because I think you speak so highly of Mark about some things that he tells you and his guidance. And, you know, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you kill me. I, I have, have to jump in I, here because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I have many accountability partners um, based on the situation, you know. Um, and so depending on what I'm going through, I know – who to avoid because I don't want to go to that person because they're going to hold me accountable and I may not want to be that way at that moment. I want to go back to somebody else that might let me get away with something. And that doesn't always seem to work out that way because sometimes that person doesn't answer the phone. And so I do uh-huh. have to end up going to the right person and we all know who that is directly. Are you so ashamed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never, but put on your sunglasses. Um, oh, but. You know, and so I do. I, I just really think it's important that you do have to always have somebody that holds you accountable because if you don't if you don't share what it is that you want to do in life, you may never do it if you keep it to uh-huh. yourself. But once you put it out there in the universe, somebody has, you know, has said it, and you're like, uh-oh, you know, I, I better stick to my guns and keep that promise and do what I have to do. Amen. So it sounds like we're wrapping up. Um, Mark, I want to thank you for taking this time to allow us to share our nuggets. And hopefully someone got something out of this. But you can go to HuffingtonPost.com slash Christina Death Zingerling to read about this article. All right, ladies. Well, thanks for coming out. Appreciate your time. Let everybody know you got a show coming on the air. How long? Not long. Okay. All right. So we're going to get you out there. <laughs> you guys did a great job. And uh, I look forward to having you back on the show another time. All right. Thanks for having easy. us, Hugh. All, All right. right. Thanks. You just listening to the whole show. To Direction Radio. We're going to break, but when I come back, we're going to be talking about getting back to the community. With Allison Parham Small. This is Mark Parham, Cap Building Talk, Real Talk for Real People. Talking about real issues. Facing small business today. I'll be back in a moment. We're your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. So don't accept defeat Now you can get covered and still Buy me treats Enroll! So listen to me A talking pug, you see If you get health insurance Preventive care is now free So sweet You take care of your pets Now it's their turn to take care of you Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org To learn about your health insurance options That's GetCoveredAmerica.org And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Cap Builder Talk on the Survival Radio Network with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back, Cap Builder Talk. Tonight we're going to be talking about the business of giving back to the community. And I have my very special guest. We heard one of my sisters on just a few minutes ago. Now my other sister, Allison, is here. She's the founder of Sustainable Connections, which is a nonprofit organization with a vision to transform under-resourced and underserved communities into safe, thriving communities for children and families. Allison, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yep. What did you think about the New Directions Minute? Well, I thought it was very interesting that they talked about, um, you know, understanding your purpose. Um, Because sometimes, Mm -hmm. 
as business owners, we may think our purpose is one thing, um, and, you know, as we go down, you know, a certain path, we find out that maybe that isn't exactly uh, what we were called to do. So I, I thought it was very timely and uh, enjoyed their uh, their talk. <laughs> All right. So let me uh, give you the mic. Uh, a lot of times when I bring people on the show, I give them, you know, their, you know, an opportunity to do their elevator pitch so they can talk about themselves and what they represent. So you have the you have the floor. Okay. Well, um, as you know, Mark, uh, for the last twenty something years, I've had a consulting firm, Partech Consulting Group, and I've been blessed to have clients all over the country and some internationally, where I worked around topics around strategy development, business development and resource development. Um, and my services under my consulting firm included training, consulting, coaching, um, uh, in a wide range of areas with clients including nonprofits, community collaborations, foundations, government agencies. Um, and it really has been um, my joy over almost 30 years I've been a consultant, 20-something years on my own, and it really has been a joy to um, work in different communities around the country and work with people to try to solve some of the issues and challenges um, in these communities. But um, I must admit, I truly thought that that was my purpose. And, um, and yet here we are today um, talking about Sustainable Connections, which is the nonprofit I formed a couple of years ago, um, never ever thought in a million years that I would be making a shift um, away slightly from consulting to something else. But you know, it's all about purpose. And that's what it really comes down to is purpose. So, you know, and I think that when you start talking about developing your purpose, a lot of times you got to go through things to get to your purpose. So I want to backtrack for a few minutes and talk about some of the things you've gone through as an entrepreneur to get to where you're at today. It's got a little historical perspective. We don't have to go back to if you sold candy in high school or anything like that. But just <laughs> what did you go through as an entrepreneur to bring it to the sure. point of where you're at today? Sure. Well, literally from the point um, after I got out of uh, college, undergrad, I had the opportunity to work for an urban league. So a shout-out to the urban leagues around the country. Um, and I began working with entrepreneurs in the community um, and trying to help people put their business plans together and all of that. And from there, I, you know, continued to take a couple of other positions uh, in the consulting sector direct before uh, launching my own consulting firm. Um, and it truly was what I thought I would do um, forever. Um, I literally... Um, just enjoyed, I enjoyed being on airplanes. Um, uh, I think you will remember at one point, um, I flew to Europe and back in a weekend just to get my frequent flyer miles. Um, I enjoyed enjoyed traveling that much. Um, But there came a point when I had an opportunity to travel with my church on a missions trip to Ghana And I must say that that was probably one of the most defining moments in my life because when I saw the conditions that people were living in, um, and granted, not all of Ghana is in extreme poverty, but in the areas that I was working in, it really kind of called into question, how much money does one need? And am I really doing enough with the gifts and talents God has given me? And so... Uh, that started me on another path, and along the way, um, I adopted two children out of Ghana, and um, it just literally kind of made me stop and rethink about, while I knew that from a business perspective, I was generating income from my consulting practice and working with different organizations, but it really called into question what I was doing in terms of giving back to the community um, and the different ways in which I might be be able to impact specifically children um, in the communities wherever they are, whether it was in the U.S., Africa, it didn't really matter. And so that really put me on a completely different path. Um, 
And I quite frankly just started to ask myself the question, was being a consultant uh, all there was to me Um, and whether that was all that I had to offer? And so I I think it helped me to understand that um, when we're in business, we we clearly are driven, we we have a desire to make money, we have a desire to sell whatever it is, our products and services, and hope that our customers are happy with what we have to offer. But as individuals, we sometimes get so caught up in our business that we, we forget to step outside and as individuals begin to ask the question, if we are receiving, you know, our customers and clients from the community, what are we doing to give back to those com- the very same communities that we're constantly asking for in terms of support? And so when, you talk point, about, when you talk about giving back, you talk about giving back, though, you mean, mean what, money, time? When you say give back, well, what do you mean? Well, so as a business owner, you know, so the first response is, is probably the easiest response is when when a community organization um, says, hey, will you, you know, write a check? Um, and as a, you know, as a business owner, you immediately think about, you know, if I have it, sure, I'll give it in part because there will be some marketing for me. And so hopefully there will be some return on that investment, if you will, um, for me making a contribution. But sometimes it's more than just the money. Um, it's about your individual gifts and talents, which are separate and apart from your business. So, for example, you can be um, a wonderful accountant, okay? Um, everybody's tax returns are submitted on time and they're perfect. But you may also have a hidden talent as an event planner. Um, you may also find that there are just other gifts and talents that you've not really, um, because you don't incorporate that into your business, you kind of put those aside and you, you only begin to think solely about can be done to support your business. Um, and so I just found that at some point I had to ask myself, you know, what is my legacy? I mean, do I just want to be known as the person who, you know, with this, this consultant, you know, you know, moving from community to community, or was there something that I could do, um, some other skills that I might have that could have a more impactful um, or have more impact on uh, children and, and communities around the world? So when you when you start thinking about changing your direction or anything like that, how do you reconcile the revenue? Okay, you know, you got a business that's doing pretty good, but you want to change directions. Do you just stop doing that and move over? How, how do you how do you make that shift? Well, you know, it it definitely is not an easy shift. And and let me say, um, in my case, I made a conscious decision that I did not want to. You know, I keep you know, I joke with my friends to say that you know I'm a retiring consultant. Um, and part of that is you reach a point in which, um, as a consultant, I have to be more thoughtful about how I can share what I know, maybe with other up-and-coming consultants uh, who don't mind being on airplanes all the time. All the time. And, and so if I can share some of my knowledge regarding the work, that's great. Um, the other thing, though, is that relative to giving back, I think it becomes, um, you know, business owners have the ability to either just say I'm going to make that commitment financially um, or in in my case I decided that it was important for me to create a nonprofit um, where I didn't necessarily do it because I needed revenue from the nonprofit, but it gave me another outlet to be able to use um, my gifts and talents in a way to impact people that I've would normally not have as as a uh, consulting client, and so there is a balance. I mean, so some some businesses may decide that they just want to tie ten percent of their um, their revenue, um, you know, to you know a foundation, maybe one that they create, or maybe it's to another organization um, that they want to support. 
So it, there's a variety of ways in which organizations can do it. Um, you're not necessarily um, um, saying that the giving has to take priority over the business, but, but it just has to be on the screen. Um, and so you have to be thinking about, at least I believe one has to think about, um, I don't want to be just about money. And a good example is that you look at some of the very large businesses. Um, you look at Facebook. Um, you look at the Gates Foundation, where these, you know, these individuals have made billions of dollars, and and they've taken some of their their earnings and they've invested it in whether it's foundations or communities um, in a big way. Now, all of us don't have those kind of big dollars, but we definitely can. Um, um, take what dollars we do have and or our time and give back to our communities. So what, so what are the things, you know, we keep talking about giving back. So what are the, you know, give me a few ways that a small business or a community can give back to the community. Give some, sure. Give me some, you know, some. Uh, sure. So, you know, um, and so this is gonna this is gonna come across planted because um, because this is you know kind of where I am in in my life my career and what I found that I I personally as a consultant spent so much time and energy working with adults um, whether they were running their own nonprofit their own business whether they were inside a government agency or what have you um, and. I decided that I wanted to see what I could do to impact children directly. Um, and so to me, that's where I began to make a shift. Um, all businesses, they could decide whether they might want to start by serving on the board of a community-based organization. Um, they okay. could volunteer. Uh-huh. No, go they ahead. Could volunteer. I like that. Oh, volunteer their time. Um, when there are certain community events. Um, there are a lot of things that are happening in our communities. Um, they could offer up their services as in-kind, um, you know, again, depending on the type of business that they have. But um, And you don't have to wait on, say, for example, the United Way to come knocking. Um, you could um, do that on your own, um, you know, a small business give back day. Um, something in which in your own neighborhood you just make a commitment that you're going to do something that impacts people, but you're not doing it with the intention of getting something in return. You're just doing good. You're just doing good. All right, so now let's, let's move on to Sustainable Connections and its mission. Sure, sure. So, um, as a result of spending time in Ghana, uh, one of the things that I realized was that um, there's so much money that is poured in um, to developing countries um, that actually um, very little of, little of it impacts the local organizations and communities. You'd be amazed just to see the disparity in um, folks that are really no, trying no, to no. transform their no, I see the same thing. I see the same thing having it here in the states. It's <laughs> so, absolutely, yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It it happens here. It happens there. Um, and so, um, I while I was in Ghana, uh, finishing out my adoption, I decided to form Sustainable Connections Africa, um, with the intent that it would focus on building the capacity of local leaders. So, you know, I'm an advocate um, in believing that people in their own communities can take the lead in transforming those communities, but they don't have to wait for someone from the outside to drive that. But oftentimes they may lack um, some skills and capacities that um, if they had it, they could move their, their, their projects forward faster. And so in any case, so we created Sustainable Connections Africa with the intent to try to build capacity of local leaders there. Um, after a while, we realized that um, folks would say, well, why are you just working in Africa when we have communities in distress here in the U.S., which made um, perfect sense. So we created Sustainable Connections International. 
And so now we have an organization in Ghana as well as one here in the U.S., both with the single purpose of working alongside local leaders to help transform um, the social and economic challenges that children and families face. And we do that being very intentional about working with local partners to try to come up with solutions that are appropriate for that particular community. And well, so what kind of, uh-huh. What was the question? Are you there? Well, I'm not sure where he went. So I'll just keep talking until he comes back on. I'm back. I'm back. My phone dropped out there. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to ask you some of the. I was going to ask you what are some of the specific programs that you use to accomplish your goals. So one of the things that was really um, different for me from my consulting practice is that for sustainable connections, we are focused on really um, developing a new, a bigger pool of youth leaders. We believe that children today, you know, oftentimes we tend to look at just the ones that are excelling in school and then tag those as leaders. Um, we believe that there are a lot of children who don't even identify themselves as leaders but have the potential to lead now and into the future. And so for both here and in Ghana, our priority is around developing um, children. So in the U.S., later this summer, we are actually going to launch a camp called EQUAD, which is designed to teach young children in middle school critical thinking skills and more specifically to broaden their understanding around the global economy. You know, we believe that once young people understand how our economy really works, not only in terms of what they see on TV and in the newspaper, read in the newspaper, but why there are some differences between what happens in their neighborhoods versus other neighborhoods, we think young people will want to become more engaged um, in their community. And so EQUAD stands for Economic Encouragement, Engagement, and Experiential Learning, and it's a curriculum that we've developed um, and we'll be piloting with some of our local partners, um, both in a camp and then an after-school program, to really expand the thinking of young children uh, in middle school, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in elementary school, before they head off to middle school, um, and to, to build that pool of, of young leaders. Um, and our curriculum will be integrated with existing curriculums, but we think probably the, the strength of it is around the economic module. In Ghana, um, we're really excited. We recognize that there are so many orphans orphanages that are built, um, and oftentimes people pay more attention to the buildings than they do the children. And so our commitment is to the social um, and emotional development of orphans. So we'll be launching uh, this summer as well a camp called Camp in the Box. And Camp in the Box is where we will bring the camping experience to children living in orphanages. And okay. so we will we will bring local leaders together and the kids will participate in a variety of activities, but it's all around building their skills, showing them love, um, and mm -hmm. allowing them to participate in fun activities. So so tell me, when you, you do these kind of things, how, how do you fund these kind of activities? Well, um, First, we start with our brothers and ask them for a check. Okay, after that. Where do you go after that? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, this is one where we know that it's not like we can run out to any of the big foundations at this point and ask for a huge check. Um, and so we are relying on volunteers. Uh, we will be launching a GoFundMe campaign, particularly for the uh, camp in the box um, to get that moving, um, and it will 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 it'll be driven off of individual donations. Um, people can go to our website at Sustainable Connections, and that's connections with an X, I O N S, 
org, um, and they can make a contribution online. And within the next week or so, we should have a GoFundMe account. But it really is about getting kind of friends and families who kind of support the mission of the organization to, you know, to either give of their money or give up their time. Um, well, let's, about let's talk about that. That was my next question. Okay. They can't give money. What are some of the other things an organization like yours needs in order to make your mission successful? Well, so in addition to the work itself, um, and in the case of like Camp in the Box and Equad, we also started a program called Capacity Builders Without Borders. And in this instance, we're looking for people who may have an interest in traveling, um, in this case to Ghana, and have a particular talent, and let's say, for example, a teacher. And um, we will take individuals um, to Ghana, and they will then begin to use their gift as a teacher to work with other teachers in the country, not only the teachers, but maybe with children, maybe with parents. So we try to match people up based on their interests and their profession with um, similar folks in other countries. And so okay. if people don't have big checks to, to, to give, um, it is their expertise. It's their expertise here in the U.S. as we launch um, the uh, EQUAD curriculum. So people can, again, give up their time. Interesting enough, if people wanted to give items, um, because the EQUAD model is around getting kids to understand, or, uh, understand about goods and services, people could donate items for the store that children will participate in as part of the curriculum, they could donate items to support the store. I mean, so there are a variety of ways in which people can get involved um, in supporting either the work here or the work in Ghana. What I think people will ultimately find is the continents may be different, but the issues are very much the same. Yeah, I would agree and, with that. Um, you know, and so it's just your preference as to whether it's something you want to support in the U.S. or, or internationally, but we we definitely believe that both um, are important, you know, going forward. Outstanding. Well, you know, I, I think that the work that you're talking about doing both international and, you know, because we're living in a global economy now, so we really can't just think U.S., U.S.A., U.S.A., because we have too many people that are coming into the U.S., you know, so we're in a global economy, so I think looking at it internationally is is good. And but I think getting that message across to a lot of Americans a lot of times, they just want to focus on themselves. I think it's going to be a hurdle that, you know, a story that you're going to have to tell. Why should they want to help? You know, Africa. You know, and right. uh, uh, so I. But I think that what you're do, you're doing is you know is going to be great. Uh, you know, what are the opportunities for these kids? You know, we think that they live out in the jungle. You know, we don't know about Africa. You know, but to go camping and understand, you know, what it's like, I think that's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I know as a scout leader here in the states, I've taken kids camping that have never been, and it changes their lives. You know, so I think that's going to be a great, a great step for you. We, so, we ultimately want to. We ultimately want to build a campground in Ghana. And not only do we want to bring orphans from around the country, but we also want to use it as a place for children in the U.S. to travel outside and to visit another country um, in a camp-like setting. And so we hope that we'll move that forward as well. So it sounds like you're doing wonderful things. So tell us once again, you know, what, what can people do to help you? Where do they go to find you and, you know, uh, how can they so, be of assistance? Sure. So um, definitely check out our website at sustainableconnections.org, and that's C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N-S. Um, and if people want to make a donation, they can do it online. Um, there is information where if they want to sign up as a capacity builder, you can fill out an online form, and it will go into our database. Um, it looks like we may be scheduling a trip for people to travel to Ghana, which will be part sightseeing and part volunteerism. And so okay. people will have an opportunity well, to what, do that. When is that going to be happening? 
We're looking at somewhere around um, October, the second week of October. It'll be somewhere between seven to eight days. Um, and it's a great opportunity for people to visit and do good at the same time. Okay. Um, and so um, they can check out my LinkedIn page, um, and that will give them more information about me. And, um, and then, like I said, we should be launching a GoFundMe campaign real, real soon here um, to try to raise some additional dollars for the Camp in the Box um, for an orphanage in Ghana. All right. Well, before you go, any words of wisdom that you can give to people that are trying to give back to their community? What do they need to do? Well, you know, I would say first they just need to ask themselves a couple of questions. You know, one, what could be my legacy in giving back to the community? You know, even if you're looking near retirement, if there's something that you could do, um, what can you do to directly impact our children and youth? We constantly hear about, you know, crime and and young people being killed and, and incarcerated in this country, but what can you do? to directly impact that with your own individual gifts and talents. Um, and then what can you do to really enhance your relationship with other communities? Um, um, you know, have you been so focused on the business that you haven't thought about where you might have an opportunity to serve? Um, and so there are great resources around um, that people can, you know, check out. Um, you know, obviously many may check out their uh, respective faith institutions, um, but there are a number of community-based organizations that are always in need of people to serve on their boards, um, and I would assume maybe the Urban Leagues in different communities would know of referrals of organizations needing, you know, needing help, um, but you just got to put it out there and to think about you as an individual first in terms of where you want to make an impact, how you want to make an impact. And then just do it. All right. All right, Miss Parham Small, thank you for coming out this evening. Um, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we can uh, play back this show tomorrow to go back out, but uh, we need to have you come back and get ready to kick off that GoFundMe so we can kick it off proper like. So uh, keep up the good work and um, look forward to you coming back to talk about some of the great things you're working on. Thanks so much, Mark. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. Uh-huh. But giving back to the community, that's what it's all about. So just don't think about one way. A lot of times we say we want the community to come shop with us, work with us. But it's a two-way street. So think about ways you can give back to the community. This is Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, Real Talk with Real People, talking about real issues facing small business today. We had a great show tonight. It was a family affair. Had both my sisters on this evening. Both doing something a little different, but they both are giving back, and that's what's important. So I look forward to our next show. You know, sometime later on this month, I got the great Jay Bailey coming on. Been trying to get him locked that down today. Hope you're around. Should be on on the 23rd, but uh, we're going to have some great shows for us this month. So listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people, talking about real issues, basically small business today. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show on the Survival Radio Network with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. We are here every Monday evening from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. We hope you enjoy the show. Emergency hotline. Help! My-
my mom doesn't think I need to go back to school. You have to go to school. It's the law. You didn't let me finish. She doesn't think I need to go back to school shopping. That should be a law. Go to Old Navy. You'll be voted best dress before school even starts. Old Navy? Yes. Right now, kids' clothes are up to 60% off. 60% off? Yeah. The hallway will be your runway. They have awesome graphic tees, colorful active gear, and jeans start at just $10. Now you're talking. Thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Balance 728 to 92. Select styles only. I figured out who the neighbor around the corner is. Oh, yeah? I like him a lot. Ooh. He lets me talk as much as I want, is very simple, and has great plans. <laughs> okay, I have to meet him. Sure. Say hi. This is Metro PCS. Metro PCS is in your neighborhood. Come say hi and get unlimited data, talk, and text for only $30, period. All on the fast nationwide 4G LTE T-Mobile network. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. One gigabyte of high-speed data included. See store for details, terms, and conditions at data management info.